0: A church in San Diego was vandalized with satanic graffiti, all for denouncing drag queen story time.
1: Absolutely. This actually took place in the San Diego metropolitan area. Uh, It's called South Bay Pentecostal Church. And this report actually uh, came out on September the 9th. Now, the executive pastor of the church was actually interviewed by NBC7, and he believes right out, basically right off the bat, that the church was basically targeted with satanic symbols because of its recent public opposition to an event at a local public library where drag queens read books to children. Um, I thought it was interesting that the pastor, you know, the pastor was not afraid to, you know, basically uh, say that, you know, he believed that that this came after them taking the stand in their community against the drag queen story time hour and so um you know i I, one of the things that that this particular pastor you know said is that you know um it's the whole you know i'm I'm so heartbroken you know that this happened there's kind of this you know more of a shock and all but this pastor Obviously though has stated that you know he and uh his church will continue to speak out against yeah, the the you know the drag queen story time that's good. um it's it's um it's, it's unfortunate that something like this has happened, but I'm not going to say that it's surprising. I think it's only going to be surprising to people who are not paying attention yeah, to exactly. what is going on and in if, this nation when it know, comes to Christianity.
0: And if you're not familiar with drag queen story time, it's something that's been taking place in a lot of major cities. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, it's been happening in Republican you know, states also. Where they have these, tra- well, they're not transgenders or drag queens. They have drag queens come in and they read to children, mm-hmm. and some of these individuals who've been coming in to read to some of these kids mm-hmm. have been outed as sex offenders Absolutely. after the fact, yeah. and and have actually things, assaulted children. Yeah, a lot of the things that have been going on in these dra- these drag queen story times has been very inappropriate, and you have these parents in there who are just agging it on, and it is just it's just crazy.
1: You know, um, I think the biggest question that uh, most parents have is what are children actually learning um, in this story time? I can tell you I've seen multiple dozens of uh, videos that uh, show drag queen hour. And I'm honestly not really sure what a child is supposed to be learning, um, you know, aside from, uh, well, there was a, a, you know, there was a gay man that actually stated this past year, and he has taken heavy criticism for this. There are other gay people that I have spoken to even personally that have said this, but of course they're not, you know, going to get asked to be on CNN. But they have stated that they firmly believe that part of the Drag Queen Storytime Hour is about grooming children when it comes to, um, you know, to sex and of oh, course absolutely yeah and I mean, they're trying to say that that's the not whole happening. Drag and
0: queen culture is, is a sexual thing. This is
1: what I'm confused about. Some I'd say at least nine times out of ten when I've watched these videos, um, this has not been. I, I've actually um, not always seen them reading a story. It's actually nope. been more of a man dressed in women's clothing dancing and around. they're dancing provocatively in front yeah. of children. And I'm not talking about like to be funny. I'm not talking about cute, being fun, being whimsical. I'm talking about their dancing the way that I would imagine that they would dance in front of a grown man, yeah. you know, with, with you know, uh, you know, very sexually charged lyrics, yeah. different things that's going on. I don't understand how this, I don't understand as a parent, you walk into a place, if you're taking your child in to teach them diversity, it is beyond me how this is teaching them anything Anything that isn't sexual, but um, I, I hope that there are, and I, I believe that there will be more in the, uh, the you know the LGBT community that are going to come forward and say this is not okay because there's plenty of them that are coming forward and saying this is not okay, but they don't get the kind of airtime that no they probably they deserve. Uh, also, Tennessee church was vandalized uh, with racial slurs and images of male genitalia. Uh, this actually happened back in July, but we are trying to point to. Uh, situations that have been happening where churches are actually being, you know, attacked. Now, you know, this particular pastor didn't exactly have um, a rebuttal. There wasn't really a, a reason he believed that his church would, would have been targeted. However, um, what went, what was written on the back door of the church was, there is no God, and then, a you know, a whole bunch of other, you know, really terrible graffiti. Now, one of the things that I... I Kept seeing in these stories with these churches, um, there's a naivety that I yeah. hear in in in, yeah, in church members naive. and Christians and in, in particularly uh, particularly pastors where people are just kind of la di daing about it. Um, one of the things, the, all these pastors that I read about, they all kind of sounded the same. And this is not a slight against the pastor. This is not a slight against the congregations of you know of, of these of these people. Um, I, I think it points though to Are Christians naive when it comes to um, the kind of war that we're in in this nation? And I'm not talking about, you know, a war uh, in the natural. I'm referring to what's happening, you know, spiritually. And if you don't believe in that, then who cares about what I'm saying right now? But what I'm saying is, is that if you don't understand that we are in a war spiritually, uh, that that your faith and that your personal relationship with Jesus Christ is under attack. This is the manifestation of that. Yeah. These types of stories is the manifestation of that. When you've, got, I, I don't care if it's a person who's high on drugs. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if it's a random situation. I don't care if it's a, a one-off situation. It's still, um, a manifestation of, really attacking, really attacking God. Yeah. Really attacking Christianity.
0: And when you, you know, you put this beside a lot of the stuff the pastors during the civil rights era were doing, Mm -hmm. you know, you had guys like Martin Luther King. These are pastors who are standing up Mm -hmm. and who were in the streets fighting. They got people firebombing their houses. These people are standing up. They're not talking about being just these, some of these pastors, the statements they gave, it just sounds weak. You well, know, they it's just, sounded... you got to be that rock. We used pastors used to be the rock in the community. You used to be the one to point things out and say, "No, this isn't right." You yeah. know,
1: I think that I think that I th- I think that it's these types of situations. I can only hope and pray wake up Christians. Yeah, to what is happening in this nation. I actually had um, a person who pronounces themselves. You know to be a Christian, actually tell me that they did not believe that there was a war on Christianity and that they thought it was just some right-wing, fear-mongering talking point. But when you read stories like this, and there are many more that are just like it, and when you hear what's happening in the media, and when you go to Twitter, and when you go to Facebook, and when you hear what actual elected officials are saying about Christianity, about you being mentally ill about you being a terrorist, about you being all these different things. You are a threat, regardless if you want to admit that or not. And so we try to share these stories to point to that and to point to what that threat looks like when it manifests itself in just a local church. Uh, Another church, this is a Roman Catholic church in Pennsylvania. Uh, This was another situation where, you know, there was spray paint, graffiti, the whole works. Um, and what was actually uh, spray-painted across the entrance of the church read, you do not have the right to decide how others live. Hashtag pro-choice. Wow. And so I actually thought that that was interesting. Um, The the parishioner um, sounded a lot like the other two pastors, you know, where it was, uh, she actually said it's very shocking to come up to the church and see that I've had I'd have to say the first half of mass was me crying the whole time because I was oh, so upset wow. somebody would do that to the church wow. and I, I it's almost like you look at the situations and you think where have you been for the past few years no. where have you been when what hole have we had our heads in I think yeah. you know as 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 the, as, as the church, as Christians, where you suddenly, something like this is so heartbreaking to you that you just don't understand why someone would do this to you, not understanding that you're in the war right now, whether you want to be or not. This is happening. This is happening to churches. It's happening to Christians. So if you don't believe that this is real, well, then congratulations, then you're going to be fighting a war that you know nothing about and that you really don't understand. Yeah. We are, are aware that it's happening and we still don't understand, I don't, I don't think the full magnitude of what really has been unleashed in this country. All you have to do is turn on the news. All you have to do is, I mean, my gosh, turn on Netflix, go to Google, go to Facebook, yeah. go anywhere, read an article, go to New York Times. You can read it just about anywhere. There's someone railing Against the church in some capacity. Yeah, and
0: if they're and if they're not railing, they're trying to hijack the church. Yeah. I mean, look at Pete uh, Buttigieg, yeah. and people look at him like this is some new thing of l- the the left taking over. You know, yeah. evangelical. You know, the evangelical sphere. This is not a new thing. This has been spreading, yeah. and it's spreading in. Oklahoma, it's spreading in Texas, it's yep. spreading in Ohio, it's spreading in Florida, it's spreading in Alabama, it's spreading in Mississippi. You have these churches popping up all over the place yep. that are preaching these this these new this new strain of evangelicalism
1: mm-hmm.
0: where it's not godly. Mm-hmm. It's about you can get you're allowed to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, they found they've twisted scripture to the point where they believe Life begins when you take your first breath. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a really twisted thing. Anyway, so we're going to move on to the next story. Um, did you have anything else to add to that? Nope. We're going to the next okay. story. The, this story is, um, it's an actually an opinion. This bill's actually already been signed by Gavin Newsom. It's out of California, and it's more about education. And there's a couple of things that I thought when I saw this, and this opinion makes some really good points, even though it was written before the bill was actually signed. And it's titled, California Bill Fails Students by Suspending Discipline. A bill heading to Gavin Newsom's desk prohibits school from, schools from suspending students who disrupt learning. So I'll just read the first like few paragraphs, because I thought they were really good. Um California may be be the most populous state in the country, but it is not always the sharpest knife in the drawer. We can blame state lawmakers who are always hatching grand schemes about how to make the world better when they ought to just concentrate on how to do their jobs better. One of the latest legislative follies is a bill now making its way to the desk of Governor Gavin Newsom that would prohibit public and charter schools in California from expelling or even suspending students who disrupt the learning process or defy the authority of teachers, administrators, and other school officials. Now, also keep in mind that this bill's already been signed. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's a swell idea. Let students know they can't be punished for misbehavior. What could go wrong? Let's take a step back. The start of a new school year gives us the chance to reflect on how the Golden State managed to fail education and why the subject is so difficult for lawmakers to master. There are three main reasons for our troubles. One, California isn't shy about operating on the principle, under the principle that schools exist for the benefit of the adults who work there and not the young people who learn there. The most powerful and most feared union in the state is the California Teachers Union which directs Democratic lawmakers, the best interest of d- educators are always top of mind, while the interest of students are often an afterthought. What students want, they get. What they oppose, they kill. So wow. this is, you know, that's definitely a huge problem in California. I know I saw that they were um, striking right after Gavin Newsom got in office, and I thought my first thought when I saw them striking, I thought that that was clearly Political theater. He probably promised them some money. All they had to do was strike, and he just immediately caved. Air fingers. Quote. But I mean, look. Um, it's not surprising. <laughs> but
1: especially in California.
0: To, there's a couple of things. I mean, this isn't mainly when I see this. I don't even see this as a lawmaker's the failure of the lawmakers. I see this as a failure of the parents. Mm-hmm. Which parents have kids going to school continually disrupting to the point to where they, it, it's such a problem that they have to stop them from suspending them? And how do they think this is going to make it any better? This is going to turn the schools into a zoo. It's going to go crazy. These kids are oh. going to know anytime anyone in any society or any sort of um, hierarchical system knows that they don't face any consequences for their action, mm-hmm. what do you think they're going to do? Exactly. When you hold someone, and this is another example of Democrats holding people to a lower standard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so they're holding these students to a lower standard when they're trying to teach them how to be young adults. They're trying to raise, they're trying to show them you need to be, you need to be, there need to be consequences for the things that yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. So...
1: And this is and this is the, the this is the essence of what is rampant yeah. in this nation. Mm-hmm. Lawlessness is empowered. Yeah. All across this nation. Yeah, I don't care is, if you're five years really old. Point. I don't care if you're fifteen years old. If you are running amok and you uh, are operating in a lawless act of any kind, yeah. there will be a Democrat nearby. A yeah, Democrat to help will you. be nearby <laughs> to say,
0: What law can I either bend? Ignore or break or, or create, change. yes, <laughs> in order to facilitate your acting a fool. And I
1: know that we're laughing <laughs> about it, but it's so serious. Yeah, what it's else can you so do? So serious I mean, right now.
0: But um, I mean, so goes California, so goes the rest of the country. Yeah. So I would say be looking for this in your neck of the woods. And in California, they can pass these things, you know, just with they don't have to give any prerequisites or anything, but exactly. I guarantee you when this comes into Oklahoma or this comes into Texas, it'll be someone waving the banner of racism yeah. and they'll be saying that it's racist that these black kids on um, that go to these schools that are predominantly black are getting expelled at these rates mm-hmm. and the kids at the white schools are getting expelled at these rates. Mm-hmm. But what you need to take a look at is you need to look at, why these children are being expelled in the yeah. first place? Why they're being allowed aren't...
1: to stop the learning process yeah, for the exactly. other ch- for the other children? Not to mention, not to mention the other parents, okay, who have invested their time yeah. and their energy and their 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 and financial resources into school a school system that they believe was worthy of their child's attendance.
0: So I, I definitely would recommend if you're in Oklahoma, you need to do homeschool. You need to try to enroll your kid in Epic, and I know that a lot of other um, County school districts and stuff like that are even starting their own mm-hmm. um, private school. I didn't tell you this, but I have a friend at work who actually his school district in his small town, mm-hmm. they're starting an online thing.
1: Wow. So wow!
0: I would recommend even if you don't have the resources, if you live in Oklahoma, you can just use the resources of the, you mm-hmm. know, you can use the resources of Epic and mm-hmm. all these other. Mm-hmm. Maybe your local school district has something, but get them out of these schools. Mm-hmm. Because these schools are going just they're going bonkers and they're only gonna get worse. Yeah. But um look, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Until next time.
1: Oh, am I supposed to be taking us out? Sorry guys. We're still trying to get used to this again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care.